Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. So do you have a meal plan for when you finish Prolon? Something carby. Whatever it is, it will be very, very carby. <laughs> and can you not... So if it ends day five, do you feel like you have to wait till day six to like eat a real meal? Or yeah. can you eat it at like 11 p.m. on day five? No, you're supposed to eat light on day six. And then day seven, I'm going to have like a giant plate of gluten-free pasta or something. Okay. <laughs> Hi, and welcome to Happier in Hollywood, the podcast about how to be happier, healthier, saner, more creative, more successful, and more productive in a backbiting, superficial, chaotic, unpredictable, fundamentally insane world. I'm Sarah Fain, a TV writer and producer living in Ojai, right outside of L.A., and with me is my high school friend and writing partner, Liz. That's me, Liz Kraft. On this podcast, we talk about being writers in Hollywood, how we balance a career and friendship, and how to survive the war of attrition that is life in Los Angeles. In today's episode, we'll talk about the experience of being on the listening side of a pitch. Then we'll dive into the February focus of the Happiness Project Revisited, energy. Hmm. Then in the craft and fame, we'll share a writing software discovery we are obsessed with. And I've got a hack for spending less, and Liz has a Netflix recommendation. That is right, I sure do. And before we dive in, Sarah, we wanted to mention that we are going to Seattle for a couple of days. We are going on a research trip. We're going to be there March 6th and 7th those nights. And we had, I think this came up on the podcast and people have been reaching out asking if we would do some sort of meetup in Seattle. So we are going to try to arrange just a casual drinks one of those two nights. Yes. And we're staying in Pioneer Square. So it'll be somewhere in that area. So that'll be fun. I'm excited to meet people in person. Yes, really fun. Love our little uh, trips, our writing team jaunts. Yes, and we will update that here and definitely we'll update it on our Facebook group. Yes, so yes. Go there to check. And then, Liz, it's still no spend February. Yes, yeah, so how are we doing? Well, Sarah, I'm proud to tell you that I was at a place this weekend, which pre-planned, and you know I love to buy a mug, and they yes. had really good mugs. I had a strong urge to buy one. I tried to talk myself into why I should buy one a million different ways. I thought about having Adam buy it for me, but I resisted it. I did not buy the mug. Good for you. I mean, the Adam That's buying right. it for you loophole, I I could have gone for <laughs> yes. that one. So Because he's well not done. doing No Spend February. Exactly. But, Sarah, I did buy concert tickets. So that was a much bigger purchase <laughs> than a mug. But I saw Bonnie Raitt is playing with James Hunter in September. And Adam has really wanted to see James Hunter for, like, two years he's been talking about it, and I knew the tickets would get more expensive. You know how that is with tickets. Yes. So you can call that a September purchase, maybe. Uh, good point. Okay, yeah, September purchase. Yeah, how are fire. you doing? 
pretty good. I was really, really tempted to buy a food processor because mine broke and there are sales over President's Day weekend, but I did not. I am proud to let you know. I put it in my file away for later pile. We'll see. Maybe I don't even need one. You may not. Okay, Sarah, it is time for From the Treadmill Desk of, in which we discuss what's most pressing in our work psyches. This week, it's what we're learning from being on the listening side of a pitch. Yes, so we are attached to someone else's pitch as executive producers, which it's this other person's project. He came up with it. It's so cool and fantastic. We don't usually attach ourselves to things, but we really think this project is special. So we were like, okay, we'll do it. So we're the people that he shows things to first, pitches things to first. And it is so fascinating to be on this side of it because we really aren't very often. No, we're always the one pitching. And I feel like we are learning a lot from just listening. So let's just go through some things we're learning. Yes. And some of these are things that you know, again, intellectually you know them, or executives have told you this over the years, but it's different when you experience it as the listener. For sure, the more of yourself that comes through, the better. Yes. It's interesting because the guy whose show this is, is an incredibly appealing person. He just, like, comes across as the nicest, most trustworthy. You totally want to, like, work with him and support him and be like, yes, he's awesome, right? And that really comes through, and he has such a clear vision for the show. It's not just that he seems like a nice person. His vision is really, really clear, and he's able to express it in, it feels very off the cuff which is something that we're not good at. I don't think we're good at the sort of off-the-cuff. But you also get the sense that he's really practiced the -the off-the-cuffedness in a way. Yes. I don't think his is off-the-cuff. It just comes off that way. Yes. So that's something that has been very interesting to see and something that I'm like, okay, we need to be more off-the-cuff. It is also hard as a team to appear off-the-cuff because it's obvious that we've decided who's saying what. But nonetheless, we should try. It was also a reminder that things have to be laid out really simply. You have to assume that nobody knows, you know, anything that you're talking about. And that when you're listening, especially, you know, for minutes on end, you don't want to get caught up in a lot of complication. You want it to just be very simple so that everyone is following what you're saying. Even if it seems too simple for the person who is giving the pitch— The listener needs that. Absolutely. And then the other thing is structure. I feel like we Mm. are so intense about structure. And over the many years we've been doing this, structure is sort of ingrained in our bones now. But it just reminds me that you can have the most wonderful ideas in the world, but without the structural support to hold those ideas, it's just kind of like a plate of flip-floppy spaghetti. Like, structure is really the most important thing other than the basic ideas. And then, because without the structure, you're not, you can't get those ideas across. Right, and when you say structure, you don't just mean, oh, the structure of like the pilot story, which is part of a pitch. Is the pilot story, you mean the structure of the pitch itself. What you're saying when. Yes, and even beyond that, the structure within the parts of the pitch. Yes. Is so important. Like it's the structure of everything. Everything from sentences to paragraphs to sections 
to the whole thing. Yeah. Um, like when we listened to this pitch, one of our notes was to move something to the end because it felt like we weren't getting to the meat of the story fast enough and that what some a part that was at the beginning would land harder once we'd heard the whole story. Yes. And that's the kind of thing you want to think about. Yeah. And a part of that too, which we do a lot, is platforming. Like giving a... Now I'm going to talk about this and then yes. talking about this. Again, something that we know, but it was still helpful to us to hear through this pitch, is that specificity is crucial. You've got to be specific, but here's the hard part, without too many details. <laughs> and this is so hard because, wait, isn't specificity details? So I think that is the tricky balance of a pitch of what to put in and what not to put in. You don't want anything to be generic, but nor do you want it to be overly complicated. You don't want to get mired down in beats of a story. So that is the balance that is very hard to strike. But it's helpful to hear someone else doing it because I think it just it will inform us when we're writing pitches. Yes. And then as a listener, we're in the sort of editing position. Yes, these are things that we do need to know. No, these are things that we don't need to know. These are the key elements. This is like, eh, save that for later. So Sarah, of course, everybody when they're doing a pitch would like to practice it for somebody. But what we're going to suggest is that people also make a point of listening to other people's pitches. So if you have a friend who you know is doing a pitch, ask if you can listen to it. You'll be helping them and you'll be learning something yourself, which this is not something that would have ever occurred to me to do. But I think it could be super helpful. And I think we don't think of asking, like, hey, can I listen to this pitch that you're no. working on? Unless someone asks us to listen, it doesn't even, wouldn't occur to me in a million years. So that's really a good point. Yeah. If you yeah. know someone who's developing something who has a pitch, ask. Yes, ask. And the other thing I'll mention, Sarah, is that if you are listening to this and you have no idea what we're talking about when we say <laughs> pitch, you there are two episodes you and I did of uh, Happier in Hollywood where we just did our two of our pitches. So if you want to hear what we mean by pitch, um, you can either listen to episode 320, which is when we did our Before I Die pitch, about a group of women in Miami solving crime, a lot of fun. And then on October 30th, 2019, way back, we did a bonus episode that was our American Beauties pitch, which is about an MLM. Very fun story. So um, you can go listen to those if you would like to. Coming up, we're going to talk about energy, but first this break. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. 
Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback. There's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Okay, Sarah, this is the year of the Happiness Project Revisited, which is something my sister Gretchen Rubin is doing in honor of a big anniversary of the Happiness Project. And so this year, you are doing the Happiness Project Revisited. So every month, we're doing a segment about it, the month, and you're telling us what you're doing and keeping us up to date. So February, the theme is energy. So talk about what you're doing, how it's going, et cetera. Okay, well, you could pick two tracks, either the physical energy track or the mental energy track. And I picked physical energy because... For me, mental energy doesn't come without physical energy. Mm. That's really the foundation of everything. So I have been doing several things. And okay. first I want to say this month, I am a big fan of this month. Next okay. month is organization, and I'm already completely oh. dreading it. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's just hard. Bleh, filled with blah. So uh, it's good that I'm building up some energy this month because yes. I am going to need it. But one thing I'm doing is bedtime. Definitely lights out by 10.30. Before is fine, but I have to have lights out by 10.30. And what I'm discovering is that in order to accomplish that, I need to start way earlier. If I'm in my room by 8.30 and reading and doing my whole skincare routine and, like, relaxing and doing my final scrolling and all of that, that's good. If I'm settled by then and, like, in my PJs and then I can do all my, like, water pick flossing. Like, I don't skip any steps Yes. if I give myself that time. If I don't give myself that time, uh, I'm not great at bedtime. Mm, interesting. All right. Side hack on that, Sarah, is setting an alarm for bedtime. Some people might, might want to try that. And they might want to set a pre-alarm for bedtime, too. Well, <laughs> bedtime you know? being eighth. I mean, set it yeah. for when you need to start your routine. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. That's good. What else? And then I'm doing Prolon, which is a five-day fast. It was recommended by my cardiologist because I both my parents had fun heart stuff. So um, I have a cardiologist who recommended that I do this three times a year. Every four months, I'm supposed to do this five-day fast where you eat a tiny little box of food that they give you, and that's it for five days, and it's designed to keep your body in a fasting state the whole time. So today is currently day five, of the fast, I'm still able to talk and function and Good. <laughs> do things, and I'm really glad it's day five and it's almost done. Well, and I know that was on your 24 for 24 list, so you're checking the first one of the three off. So yes, star. I have to do it two more times. And then you're doing Pilates on your new Pilates reformer. Yes. So my goal is 150 Pilates sessions in 2024. 
I am a little slow this particular week because you're not supposed to exercise when you're doing prolon. Mm. You're supposed to, like, really take it easy. So next week, I'm going to have to, like, do Pilates every single day. But that's cool. I like Pilates. I'm good with that. Okay. And then I also have decided to shower every day first thing, to just get up shower to get myself moving in the day. Sarah, I think this is so smart. And this is something the pandemic really changed. I mean, I think for years and years and years, get up, take a shower, get ready, drop off the kid, go to work. Yes. And that just all went away. And it made showering just like you shower when you shower. (laughs) And it really does affect one's sense of energy in the morning, for sure. Yes. Or I'll be like, well, I'm going to shower after I do Pilates. So then I'm going to wait. And then I'm like, oh, it's the afternoon. Why am I going to take a shower now? I should just wait until the morning, right? So I am showering. You can see my hair is wet as we speak. And it's actually been... I think very, very positive. Definitely an, a pro-energy thing to do. And then this is also really huge for me is I, you know, I have my little Clawfus mm-hmm. podcast studio that I have made and I found a treadmill desk that fits in it and it folds. It's like a folding walking pad. So I can actually use a treadmill again, because in my old, I had a guest room as an office. It just was not good. So now I have this space, the treadmill that I have a sit stand desk and I'm actually using the treadmill. I used it. In fact, in the last meeting we had with the guy who's doing the pitch that we're supervising. So that makes a big difference too, because I'm getting thousands of more steps in a day. Amazing, Sarah. So many gold stars for you. You're knocking it out of the park here. Well, it's energy month. Just wait until organization month. Yeah. (laughs) But we would love to hear what other people are doing to boost their energy. It's so interesting. So let us know at happierinhollywood uh, at gmail.com. Send us a voice memo or an email. And next month, Sarah will check in with organization. And you don't have to be doing the Happiness Project Revisited, I should say, to to work on these things. If you have energy things and you're not doing it, please let me know anyway. Yes. Okay, Liz, now it's time for the craft and feign because writing is an art, but it's also a craft. And today we're going to share a writing tool that we've been using that we're super excited about. Yes. So it is called Dabble Writer. And someone in our Facebook group suggested to us that we check it out because we were complaining, I think, on the podcast (laughs) that Google Docs is not great for writing a novel. But we needed a program where we could both be on a document. So we felt limited. And they told us, they said, look at Dabble Writer. And so we reached out to the company and asked if they would let us use it. And they said yes. So we are using it. And we love it. We love it. I think it's, you know, Google Docs is very basic. Yeah. And having a program where that even it just looks more appealing, honestly, to yes. just be in this program and working on the novel makes me feel more engaged. It has a menu on the left where you can really organize things. And it's nice because you can have everything on the screen that you need. And you can go, because sometimes I forget what character looks like what. Like, what color eyes does this person have? You can just go to the little character thing, click on that character, and what you've written about that character comes up, and you're like, oh, okay, this character has brown eyes. It just makes everything 
so much simpler without having to go back and forth from document to document to document to document. Yes, that was really holding us up, constantly having to look around. So then we just put XXX in the document (laughs) because we didn't want to go look up something. So that's really easy. And you can add a picture for inspiration certain places, which is really nice. Yeah, and Sarah, what's great is just the way Final Draft is for writing scripts, this is for writing a novel. So it's everything is geared toward that. It's very easy to do word count. It's very easy to share. I mean, there are different tiers, I should mention. And so we need the highest tier because we're sharing the document. But if you just want to write, you know, a novel and not have anyone else on it— then you can do the lower tier. Right. It's a subscription thing, we should say. Yes. It's not, it's it's not a, like Final Draft, which you buy and then download. This is a subscription thing you pay monthly for yes. Dabble Writer. And then the other thing I love is, you know, we talk about breaking a lot. Yes. In Dabble Writer, you can actually sort of create a break of your novel where you can also track each storyline, which I think is so cool. You know, you can have like, I want this scene here, and in this scene, this storyline will be hit, this storyline will be hit, this storyline will be hit. So you can see exactly how each storyline is playing out over the course of the novel. It's just really, really well set up. Yeah, it's funny. It's like blending our two things, the TV breaking and the novel writing together to sort of get the best of both. So we definitely recommend Dabble Writer if you're working on a novel. A lot of people use Scrivener, I know, but I have never been able to see my way through Scrivener. I think, for me, Dabble Writer just is clearer. So we will talk about it as we get deeper into our next draft, because I'm sure we'll discover more. Um, But it's definitely going to make the process more streamlined and less frustrating. Sarah, I was thinking about how Gretchen, back to Gretchen, always talks about, you know, having the right tool makes work a pleasure. And I think, you know, this is an example of that. For sure. And she also talks about novelty. And I think having this novelty Mm, for us when diving into this second draft is is also a fun good thing yes that is for sure all right coming up we have a hack in honor of no spend february but first this break okay sarah we're back with a hollywood hack and you have a suggestion to help with no spend february or really any month of the year when you want to try to spend less money, as we all do. Yes. Don't memorize your credit card number. Someone recently stole my credit card number, and I had to get a new number, and I have decided I'm not going to memorize it. The first thing I do when I get a new number, right, is just stick it in my head. It's the only number I ever memorize. I still don't know your phone number, Liz, but (laughs) I usually know my credit card number. But this time I'm not memorizing it. And it's just, it's about like little barriers, just Mm -hmm. little barriers to keep me from buying this or that. So if I have to like get up and go get my credit card from my purse in another room, that's going to keep me from buying something that I could just be like, oh yes, it's da-da-da-da-da. I can put my number in right now because it's in my head. So give it a try. Try not memorizing your credit card number. Do you usually memorize yours? I absolutely do. I have one credit card I always use. I have it memorized. And you're right, having it memorized does make it easier to use, obviously. Um, Now, I also have it in my phone, so a lot of times it just pops up. 
So I guess you have to just ignore that, Sarah. You have to ignore that because, yes, I get that too. But I just yeah. go, la, la, la. Yeah, but I love this because this is like against what I would think. I think it's good to memorize your credit card number, but, you know, you're right. Don't memorize it. You may save money. You may. Okay, Liz, you have a rec this week. What is your rec? Yes, every week one of us recommends something, and I am recommending Griselda on Netflix, starring Sofia Vergara as Griselda Blanco, uh, who is a real-life Colombian drug lord who was prominent in the Miami drug trade starting in the 1970s. It is a limited series It is so entertaining. I mean, I think maybe some of the reviews have been mixed. I found it just so compelling, entertaining. I mean, Sofia Vergara is just so watchable. As TV writers, we have read many, many scripts about female drug kingpins. And I think this one, to me, really nailed it. Now, Griselda Blanco was a real-life character. There have been, you know, other projects about her. After I watched this, I then went and watched a 2017 movie about her starring Catherine Zeta-Jones. That one's called Cocaine Godmother, premiered on Lifetime. And what's interesting is you realize how much liberty people are taking with Griselda's story because they're very different pieces And it's a reminder that when something is based on someone, there is a lot of leeway taken. So I don't take this show as necessarily the definitive facts about Griselda Blanco, but it is very entertaining. I can just say, having watched the first two episodes of it, I totally agree. And I'm also really glad that we don't personally know Griselda Blanco and never did because (laughs) she was scary. (laughs) Very scary woman. But Sarah, you know, we have talked a lot about how there'll be these multiple projects on the same subject. And I do think it's really valuable to watch them and see how different people take things in different directions. Both can work, but just be different. But my actual rec is Griselda on Netflix. Um, I'd love to hear if other people liked it because I've talked to some people who liked it and some who didn't. So I'm curious. And some people who didn't, but still watched it, which is interesting. Who like couldn't stop because it is so compelling. (laughs) Yes. So there you go. And that is it for this episode of Happier in Hollywood. Email us or send us a voice memo to happierinhollywood at gmail.com. Thank you for listening, and please follow us if you haven't already. Thank you to our executive producer, Chuck Reed, and everyone at Sancola Sound. You can follow them on Instagram at Sancola Sound. Thanks to everyone at Cadence 13. And as always, thank you to Gretchen Rubin. Happier in Hollywood is part of the Onward Project. Listen to the other Onward Project podcasts, Happier with Gretchen Rubin and Side Hustle School. Get in touch. I'm on Instagram and threads at S. Fain and Liz is at Liz Craft. We also have a Facebook group. Search for Happier in Hollywood on Facebook to join in on the conversation. Until next week, I'm Liz Craft. And I'm Sarah Fain. Thanks for joining us. It's a fun job. And we enjoy it. Oh, boy. I just, oh, boy. I just got um, a text from Violet's nanny, who's on her way here, of a picture of a tree down on the road by my house. And it's like, I mean, you can't even see through the tree. It's oh, wow. so massive. Yeah. Ugh. So okay. she's not coming. Or she's going to have to find another way. I don't know.
from the Onward Project.